Hello and welcome to season two, episode 20 of the uh, Marketing Matters podcast. And I'm sat here at Gossip Gasworks with my fellow podcast presenter, David Wright. Hi there. And we're sat here today on a, uh, well, it was very horrible and rainy, but it's now quite sunny. And David's quite worried that it might go back to being rainy because apparently he's got to go home uh, or got to go out and, on his bike in a little while. So, And he doesn't like cycling in the rain. <laughs> I don't mind it, but it's nicer when it's not raining. It is. Well, there was a day, well, there was a time when you wouldn't cycle anywhere in there. If it, I knew whether it was going to rain or not by whether you came in your car. Yeah, but I bought some <laughs> decent waterproofs. <laughs> but anyway, uh, well, that's quite sort of pertinent to what we're going to talk about today, actually, because we thought it would be, we're going to take a little bit of a sidestep from the sort of marketing stuff and look, go back to something we talked about back in probably, it was probably the beginning of April during the lockdown, which was the idea of working from home. Because obviously in the last six months, that has become, taken on a new meaning, whereas now everybody, the suggestion is that everybody wants to work from home, even to the extent that when the government tried to get people to go back to the office, nobody wanted to. But it got me thinking, do people really want to work at work from home or is it that they don't want to commute? And obviously David solved the uh, commuting problem by having I mean, David commutes on bike, I walk. So uh, we do have a slightly maybe biased view of it. But for me, I think it's not so much about the working from home or working from the office. It's do you have to spend two hours uh, or an hour or two hours or 45 minutes commuting? So David, yeah, I know you've you spent some time working from home back in March and you have some ideas on the joys of working from home. So what are your thoughts on this? I think, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of talk about it recent, oh, well, recently over the last, uh, the last six months. And I think it's not about whether one should work from home or not or whether it's best to work in the office or whatever. Actually, what people want is, is choice. And I think certainly, as you say, the idea of if you have a commute of, of any any length of time whether it's on a busy train or even stuck in a car I mean I've heard of people who or could, in my case I, I wanted used to commute via Ryanair which was entertaining well, but <laughs> that was extreme though I, I think that you know if, particularly if you have a long commute every day there and back it consumes a large quantity of your time and and that's always challenging particularly if you've got a family and I, I just think that what we have discovered over the last six months is that actually you can work from home. It, we'll, we'll come on and talk about the, the, the sort of the challenges of working from home. But when and where there are benefits in working from home, why not? And and it it can be a really good way of operating. And I think when it comes down to it, it's not about well, I work from home or I work from an office. But as I said before, it's about having more choice. And maybe there is some sort of halfway house where if actually working from home is a bit challenging does that still mean that you need to commute all the way from maybe a, a rural or suburban home base into a city center or are there options where you can actually work more locally to home which again cuts down your commute but gives you gives you more of a, an, an office-based structure again not necessarily all day every day so mm. the, it's flexibility and it's choice yeah. that, that I think is the is opening the door but I think one of the things that's also come out is the, the sort of the idyll of working from home maybe isn't quite that idyllic. Yeah, it isn't. Is it, it isn't quite uh, what everybody expected it to be when they started. Particularly, I think certainly I got the impression of when people were forced to work at home. 
particularly when the kids weren't at school, that was a real challenge. But I, and the, we certainly had people who were wanting to come in to use our facilities here just to escape from the kids for a, a couple of day, a couple of hours and, and get some work done. But I, I think that to one side, from my point of view, I mean, I, in my career, I've worked from home. I've commuted both on normal commutes and extreme commutes when I was sort of working overseas. And I've worked, as I do at the moment, not from home, but within 20 minutes, half an hour's as walk from home. And for me, working from home is, was actually quite challenging because of the fact that I found it very isolating. And I didn't have the... When you're working in an office, you tend to... Yeah, you have the business communications, which even, you know, if you're working remotely, they can be dealt with quite effectively through sort of video conferencing and the like. But you also had a lot of non sort of directly business conversations with colleagues, those sort of what they would call water cooler moments or conversations around the kettle. And for me, that's the bit that you really miss because you don't have that sort of interaction with other other people and your colleagues when you're working from home because you don't zoom someone to have that sort of chat around the water cooler yeah I, I think it very much depends on on your home circumstance i think that the two groups over the over lockdown the two groups that have found it particularly challenging are people with smaller and or youngish school-aged children and also those people who live alone and i think for obviously two very different perspectives those are very, very difficult situations. I think if you live in a in a sort of more grown up family group, which you know I, I do, and it's actually not that the, the whole business of working at home is not that difficult if you've got the space to be able to to find to, to give yourself a, a proper workspace, and you haven't got young children constantly wanting attention, yeah. and and if you can, as I say, if you can create a workspace that you can move away from then you can differentiate between home and work, even yeah. if you're all based in the same building. But, but I think that, that's a good point, is that, you know, usually I have my sort of setup here in, in the office very... I have, I'm able to have multiple monitors. I, can, I know exactly what I, I'm going to get to when I come and sit down to work. I don't have to have, spend time setting up my workspace. And I think maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. But the idea of having to work somewhere where you had to clear it away at the end of every day and you had to set it up again and you didn't have that sort of infrastructure, I find quite challenging. And in fact, in the uh, the, the first day of lockdown, I was seen heading up uh, Glossop High Street with a monitor under my arm. I looked, looked like I'd just looted somewhere, but it was because I needed to set up that my sort of homeworking to meet my requirements. And I think often when you're working from home, it can m- mean working in less than ideal situations. You're on a kitchen table or you're, you're in a corner. And, and so for me, and I think for, for many people, that, that can become a challenge as well because you just don't have the space. Many people don't have the space at home to set up a dedicated home office, as it were. Mm. And, and again, I mean, we were all very much thrown into to this with 24 hours notice back in March when we were told on Friday that we weren't going to work on Monday. So so people did have to improvise and make it up as we went along. But I think there's a there's a wider picture to look at. And that is, the, as, as I touched on earlier, that actually you don't need to be in an office space, in, in a, a place of work, nine till five or whatever, no. five days a week. And so... If given that there is more flexibility, then actually giving people the choice to to work differently and and work in a, in a more piecemeal way, I think from a societal point of view, opens up some real opportunities. And if you're the sort of person who does want to work in a work environment all more often or even all the time, 
then there can be opportunities to do that, even if that doesn't mean, as I said before, actually going into an office. And I think one of the things that crossed my mind is that it's all very well talking about, oh, well, I need to go to the office. But I know when on fortunately rare occasions over the past few years, when we've had a situation when the internet connection's gone down, it's remarkable, even if you're in an, in your own office, mm. how little you can do because <laughs> you're, you're reliant on the internet. And so, and if it, as work becomes more internet based, then maybe that does open up opportunities that you, you literally can work from anywhere. Yeah. And, and I think there the whole, if you're doing that, the social interaction, the sort of non-directly work interactions that you have with people, you can still get those because you may be, if you're working in a, whether you're working in a cafe or whether you're working in a shared workspace facility or wherever it may be, if you are working somewhere where there are other people working as well, then, and you do that regularly, you're likely to get to know them, you're likely to get to a situation where you will have those sort of more informal chats with them. And yes, they won't be, you won't have the common purpose of working for the, the same organisation for the same goals. But often, if you were, even if you're working in a sort of a more corporate office, you'll be in different departments and have very little in common in terms of your day-to-day activities. So conversations tend to be about social or more often about office politics, which maybe the fact that you haven't got those office politics to talk about is a good thing because it'll allow you to talk about things that are perhaps more constructive. But but I suppose the point I'm making is that the idea of part of working in a an office environment is about those informal interactions. I think by... As you said, identifying places where people congregate to work, even if they're working on different projects and for different organisations, you will potentially still get that informal uh, interaction. And I think for me, I think that's when all this washes out, I think that's the way things are going to migrate towards. People might not be commuting into the office for a company all to sit in the same office, but they will be maybe going and congregating in places close to where they're at home, where other people are working as well, where you get a similar sort of environment to the office, but... You're not having to commute. I I think we also need to recognise that there is another kind of split that's going to, I think, come over the next two or three years. And that is there are some people who have no choice but to go to a place of work Mm. to work, whether that's because they're, to the extent that hospitality is open, but if you're providing, you work in hospitality, providing services to to customers at a particular venue, then clearly you need to be at that venue. If you're working in a factory or in warehousing or, or anything where you are involved in moving and managing and dealing with physical goods then then obviously you have to be in a particular location so so i think what we're seeing here is a split between people who are working with stuff and things and people who are working with data and information and it's the fact that actually information is increasingly available online so there's more and more data being stored in the cloud and what have you and we've talked about that before but if you work with data and information and communication you literally can do that from anywhere Mm. and so I think we're going to see quite a big split and we've already seen it that factories and warehouses and what have you are moving more into onto greenfield low-cost sites while while city centers have been the the bastion of of huge and, and often very expensive offices and i think what we're seeing now is do you really need that big expensive office in the city center yeah i think there's another potential flip side to this as well is in 
back in a while ago, you saw manufacturing outsourcing to cheaper locations. And then you saw the sort of mass market, like I think call centers and things again, relocating to cheaper locations. But actually, as the more managerial roles become, it becomes sort of commonplace to do those remotely then is there the opportunity for people to start to organisations to look at cutting costs by actually outsourcing some of those more senior managerial tasks to more low-cost situations? Because arguably, if you're sitting there as a managing a process from remotely, it doesn't really matter whether you're sitting in the UK or whether you're sitting in India or anywhere, you know, or China or wherever. I, so I, I think, think I, I'm not sure. I, I think that there's a big difference when you, when you're moving into well, I think moving into proper management, if I may call it that, in that actually management is not about cost, it's about talent. Mm. And I think you're, it's not a question of shifting management resources to lower cost locations, but it is shifting management uh, or allowing management to operate more globally so that you can attract more talent mm. and still and give that talent the flexibility to operate from kind of where they want to but they can still impact on your business so it's it is it's another globalization yeah. and we see that some of the, the certainly the big tech companies are very much global companies you ring them up and you've no idea who you yeah. where the person is that you're talking to well, i had a very interesting conversation with a guy from microsoft technical sport and i think he was in belarus and you know it is one of those things where and it was interesting we, it was a bit of a tricky problem and we spent a lot of time on the phone so i had some interesting chats with him so yeah you're absolutely right these people can be absolutely anywhere but i think you may talk about the, the, it's not about cost it's about talent but if you can get the same level of talent for a lower cost or the same cost for a higher level of talent then it does become relevant i i think it's just ultimately it comes it's about value yeah, it and, is about value and i think that as i say i i think that the fact that you can get a manager who will operate at a, a lower cost more there are issues you know we're that we're humans we are naturally we want to be gregarious we want to have relationships we want to communicate with people we're not machines so mm. so i think that even now the i mean i know i find zoom i think it's a fantastic tool but it can be very very stressful yeah. as well and and it's more difficult to have just conversations yeah. over uh, over zoom and remotely than it is if you're sitting with somebody across the table and, in the and, pub. and a lot of a lot of i mean we've got slightly off the subject here but i think it is interesting a lot of the uh, the process of managing managing people particularly is about building those relationships and i think building relationships over zoom is actually really challenging and well if i wouldn't say it's impossible but it, you know building relationships is about face to face and i think once you've got those you can then work very effectively over zoom but actually when you're trying to build a team or whatever then i think actually doing that remotely is 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 very challenging so I think there is always going to be a situation where you might be able to do 80% of your job remote, but there will always be those times when you need to get together. And then the idea, if you're, that's the point where whether you're in, in Manchester or in China will make a difference because it makes it so much, if you're, if you're relatively local, it will make it much more easy to actually get together when you need to. And I, don't, I think it's a long time before technology will have to move a long way before the idea of never of getting together becomes sort of irrelevant. Yeah, and, and I, th I think really what we're saying is that 
the fundamentals of humankind haven't really changed, mm. but we have been geared into working in, in certain ways because we think those are the ways that we've got to work. And what the past six months have, have started to show is that there are more ways of working and there are more tools that we can use to work, whether that's things like Zoom or whether it's home working or whether it's cloud applications, cloud storage of data, mm. and that by using these tools, it gives a lot more flexibility. And as I, as I said when we, we first started talking, that equates to potentially a lot more manageable choice for people. And I think if you can give people more choice in their working lives, then they are likely to be happier and potential and, and likely if they're happy they're likely to be more productive mm. and and so you get a better a better solution yeah and i and i think and just to sort of start to wrap things up i think my sort of vision of of i'm sure putting this on uh, recording it is probably a bad idea because someone it'll i'll be proved wrong i'm sure but the idea that actually the big corporate offices in city centers will become less important and less relevant and maybe they'll be smaller maybe higher profile that there are places where you meet and where you you meet your customers and from a marketing perspective but then those are supported by other working facilities closer to people's homes that are not dedicated to a particular company but that are facilities that anybody or organizations can buy into to give their employees a really good environment to work closer to home mix that with working from home remote working and i think it will become a much more flexible and an interesting set of tools and facilities that people have to do their work and I, as you say i don't think it's everybody talks about working from home i think for me i don't think it is about just working from home as you said it's about working more flexibly and i think it will be interesting to see if the facilities and the, the office facilities actually do change to keep up with that, because my suspicion is they will. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, it's that not pinning people down and putting them all in the same place mm. where you can, not to put too fine a point on it, keep an eye on them, it has its challenges. But I think these are things that we will work through because the value to individuals is is so great if they have more choice. And basically, they're given back more time to, mm. to do as they choose. And, and yes, there will not be a one-size-fits-all, everybody works from home, everybody doesn't work from home. But as, as I said, I think there is going to be more flexibility. And I I think it's, you know, a lot of people have found it quite tough over the past six months or so. But but I think there's some really interesting and very positive opportunities. They've a little bit been forced upon us, but I think there could be some really good stuff comes out of it over the next next few years. Yeah, and and I think one of the interesting things is people were talking about the fact that one of the reasons uh, Boris wanted to get everybody back into the office was to save or, or drive the, the economy of the coffee shops and cafes and things in the city centres. Actually, I think that's the wrong way to approach it. It's, if, you, if you accept that people have changed and people don't want to be in city centres anymore, then they're still going to want cafes and coffee shops and whatever, where, but they want them closer to where they, where they live. So actually what we should be doing is suggesting to the people running the cafes and coffee shops in the city centres, maybe they should be moving out to the, the sort of where the people are living as well, which will actually mean the places where people are living uh, and spend more of their time will become more interesting. So I, I have actually quite a, a positive, yeah, an optimistic outlook. I, I think it's going to be quite interesting over the yeah. next But, next but I, I, yeah, I, I think that shift that you just talked about does make sense. But the fact is that right now, these coffee shops are all in the city yeah. centres and all the workers, or 
perhaps a bit less so now, but the coffee shops are in the city centres and the workers are out in the, in the suburbs in, in commuter land. And so coffee shops in the city centres are all screaming about the fact that nobody was coming into mm. work. And, and from an economic point of view, short term, it's you need to keep the economy going, you need yeah. to push the economy, so you need to get people back to work. But I think what you're saying is that... Or back to work in the pl- right place. Or back to work, at, yeah. <laughs> but I think the idea that there will be this shift, that people will realize they don't all have to come to a central hub and so the services to support them don't need to be in that central hub either i think that i think there are interesting times ahead certainly yeah. and i think that's a, a good place to leave it now as always we try and uh, sort of come up with some ideas as to what you can think about if this has resonated with you but actually this conversation when i was trying to work out what we could we could suggest i couldn't really come up with much so i don't know whether you've you've got anything david i i think it, all i would say is don't if, if whether you are find it better to work in a more formal environment or you're happy working at home it's i don't think it has to be um, a binary one or the other i think that there are options to to mix your work so that maybe sometimes you work in an office and sometimes you work uh, work from home potentially that means that if it's a fully full-time office that that office isn't employed as much which which may present uh, issues or opportunities but but equally that there are I mean no big plug here at all but that there are facilities often close to people's homes where where you can have a, a proper working environment on a much more flexible basis yeah and and I guess the other the other thing I would suggest is if you are an employer then think about what your employees want because as as David suggested actually people who are able to work in the way they want to work are often happier more productive uh, and the like and yes it can give some management challenges but now I think a lot of those are very easy to meet and actually as I say giving people the opportunity to work how they want to can really pay dividends so I think uh, that was slightly longer than than our our normal podcast but I think it was an interesting conversation but we will leave it there and if you found it interesting and you'd like to find out more you will find out you'll find more of our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing you'll find our written posts on our website bsamarketing.com and between these these podcasts you'll find us on social media particularly linkedin and twitter at bsa marketing so until next time we shall leave it there the sun is still shining so hopefully david won't get wet on on his uh, short commute uh, home we shall leave it there and just say happy marketing good to good to there <laughs> yeah right that'll do